Yeah. We need a this is the most exciting day. This is the best thing that's ever. I feel like a dog when their when their pet person, their pet parent comes home, and they're just like, "This is the best day," and it's every day. That is what this episode is to me now. Now I love this episode. It's my number one. <laughs> okay, so I'll add it to bingo. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Abby. And I'm Paul. And welcome to Three D B Mo. This week, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 16, The Mark of Gideon. This is one episode where we actually need to talk about socio-historic context. And Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm listening. Of this, of this very specific time, because I looked up the dates of when this episode was written, when it was aired. And by the way, we are like right at the 50th anniversary. It was aired in January 69. Uh, it is January 2019. It won't be when this episode airs, but as we recorded, it is. Uh, which is uh, exactly 50 years. Um, so basically this episode, how would you summarize the plot? Boy, that is <laughs> the question really for us. Abby, you want to take a swing at it first? Um, <laughs> while, I fear, while I look at my notes. Kirk is kidnapped by overpopulated planet to try to make him a blood slave? Is... <laughs> Good. Well, that you said. Okay, I'll, I'll take a swipe okay, of it too. Okay. Kirk is kidnapped for a virus he carries that is that they want to weaponize and use to commit genocide. I, I have genocide written down too. Okay. I have questions. All right, continue. All right. Okay. So you said what I wanted you to say, which is overpopulation, which is obviously the main. This this episode is a, a commentary basically on overpopulation and reproduction and on finite resources, right? That's just like a surface level read, right? We don't need to go very far. They never talk about resources. They don't. Uh, they no, do not talk about they resources, do not. I, which okay. they kind of should. But they anyway. kind yeah. of should. I, I extrapolated that, but you're right. Maybe resources are not a problem. <laughs> maybe that's, well, maybe it's just Well, it's space. a problem that they're not a problem, but we'll get there. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, I was thinking that maybe this was in direct response to things that were happening in 1968, and I think I'm right. So the episode was written in July uh, 68, July and August, and in July, um, the Pope, Paul VI, that was when he said that birth control would be a sin. Interesting. Hmm. Well, but I think overpopulation was was kind of a pet topic. In it the was. 60s it was anyway. a huge hot topic. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was talked about all over the place. But that's like that. I think is a definitive moment in the debate when the Pope was like, "No, we can't limit the population with artificial birth control because that's not actually, you know, right the right thing to do." Yeah. Um, and it was just in '65 that you know, the Supreme Court ruled that women should have access to birth control. So this was a really hot topic. But I think that this is may have been, I don't know how to confirm this, in, <laughs> in direct response to, to that, like, current political event. Um, That's a good context. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it's, I don't know that it would be direct response because of the way television works and even right. though it was okay, written at the same time, saying. whatever. I, like, indirect I, I mean, response. I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was part of the thought process in writing the episode. Although the original, like the original outline for the episode is very different from what actually happened. Because I read the original really? outline. Yeah, yeah, I didn't it's, read that. It's, I did, and it is very different. And what? I don't even want to get into way... I would love to know yeah, tell us about all it. the differences. I mean, you um, said you don't want to get into it. But I please, don't because please. it's really, it's so different to the point of the only thing that is similar is there is an overpopulated planet and some people from the Enterprise are kidnapped to use as blood slaves and the names of some of the characters are the same. Are they vampires <laughs> in the first poll of the episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> because that would make the blood slave part a little cleaner. Yeah, no, it's, it's really... I actually, th- the I guess the writer, um, who was also, I guess, an actor in, in Trouble with Tribbles. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess the writer didn't like the finished product, but after reading the outline on the internet, <laughs> I like the finished product more than what the original outline was, I think. Was that was it still a commentary on overpopulation? Yes, it was okay. still the themes. The themes were all the same. That's Only very in interesting. The outline they did huh. talk about resources and okay. limited oh, resources. Oh, okay, and that okay, kind of stuff. yeah, that plays so, more into what I'm saying. Excellent. And that would tie. I mean, that would tie with the ideas of the '50s. That the idea um, a lot of math done in the '50s on on how much the planet could grow, yeah. essentially, like where that right. population wall is. Right. Well, and there um, wasn't the knowledge we have now. Now we know that. Uh, you know, industrialized um, societies reach a point and then the population actually declines. But that wasn't knowledge then. Uh, you know, all the evidence well, then was that it was going to just go up and go up forever. Well, uh, the other knowledge, right, They the all the models from the 50s were assuming that we didn't make any uh, increases in agriculture. So we right. have much more efficient crops, right? We could grow more food per acre today than we could in the that. 50s. Yeah. Um, and so that flattens out that curve too, that like we've not hit that wall and we... Um, you know, realistically, are not, not likely to for some some good time because we keep those curves go up together. Yeah, the efficiency of food creation and population, but it does raise the question on this planet of where they get their food because um, mm. they make the case that like every square foot of the planet is just shoulder to shoulder people. people. Like you got a cornfield, there's people in it. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Abby, what they say about fishery, resources in. in- in the original, in the original outline, the resources were basically it was basically like, um, have you guys seen Snowpiercer with Chris Evans and I think John Hurt's in it? It's safe to say and I've seen, seen no movies. I've seen of it. <laughs> it's okay. It is actually a good movie, and I really like it. But they have these like, well, I guess it's kind of like um, Soylent Green a little bit. I mean, it's not people, but it's. Um, like a chemical basically a chemical supplement that's fed to you and that's your food like there's no food oh. food there's just like chemical supplements hmm. okay so yeah so that's so they're engineering that. their food somehow basically yeah they're somehow engineering food like substances that are more nutrients than actual food where is their waste going that's a great question too and i don't know and they, Do they didn't have answer animals, it right do they have animals yeah. And, and like, if so... There's a lot of que- logistical questions about this episode right. that they do not address. Because if the atmosphere think, can't support germs, right? there can't be any, like, plant life it's or the animal same as, life. It's a, 
it's the same as um, uh, this side of paradise, yeah, right? Yeah. Where we talked about microflora, mm-hmm. um, and and like the idea that without a microbiome, like you're not growing crops um, if you don't have bacteria in the soil. Um, waste exactly. is not decomposing. Like <laughs> there's no nitrogen cycle, um, so a, a lot of that starts to fall apart. But I, th- I think this is a good setup, right? Before maybe we continue for a half hour to dig in on this. <laughs> yeah, no, the, all the, the questions we have is but... great. It's it's very interesting for him to like. I, start... I definitely think this episode starts out well and then kind of falls apart at the Goes end. Yeah, oh, yeah, it totally jumps the shark. We have like, to be in agreement there. <laughs> I think that it, you know it starts too. So there's they're teleporting him down, and then he shows up in the teleporter room. And if I hadn't read the synopsis or seen this episode before, um, you get the feel that the crew is gone, that he's on the Enterprise. Yeah. The same thing he thinks. Yeah. I'm on the Enterprise, the crew disappeared. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's a great sort of red herring that they let Destroy hang around for about 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I... Spock shows up and he's like, where is he? And it's so funny because I remember this episode so differently from how it actually is. I remember the episode being basically the first half of it is you don't know what happens and Kirk is on the Enterprise and then a blonde shows up. Like, that's how I remember this episode. And then watching it again, I was like, oh, they destroyed this immediately. I thought this was a bottle episode and it's not. And I would prefer it to be one. (laughs) Is there anything... Like, why do they want this planet in the Federation was the first question I had, but they didn't really no, establish the that. Diplomatic... Well, it was supposed to be a paradise, is what yeah. they, is what but the still, application not, basically like, said. Did they not, like, submit There's... any, like, supporting evidence with that application? Right. Yeah, I, I mean, so is uh... so Omicron Percy I-8, right? Like, we got the spores right. there, but that was pretty much a paradise. Uh-huh. For all like, the bureaucracy in, in this episode and in the Federation, well, you'd yeah, think but they would have had a better... Omicron Percy I-8... <laughs> They didn't apply to be in the Federation. They were a colony. Well, okay. But it's still a planet that's effectively a paradise. Yeah, but my understanding wanna... was that they had to apply. Like, they, the reason they wanted them was because they applied. Or the reason that... So, like, I thought the diplomatic situation oh. sort of made sense. Okay, so maybe I misread that. So, you're saying that they applied. My feel was that they showed up and were like, hey, would you guys like to be in the no, Federation? No, no, I think they had applied. They applied. Because they, they had... Remember, if they, they applied, like, read then why are they Kirk? being so cagey? Because they're trying to kidnap Kirk. Oh, so that's all. Yeah, so it's a deception. That's all, yeah. yeah. That's all the red herring, too. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, I get it. I, okay, I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah, so that made sense. I thought the whole diplomatic situation, which we haven't run into a lot of diplomatic that's, situations. That's and such I really a stretch, enjoyed. Though. I, can I just say that Spock had some of the best lines oh my in gosh. the entire series <laughs> in this episode? Like, yes. just multiple, just over and over Should and over again. Should we quote them? Okay, because I, I have them right here. Oh. They were um, so good. Go for it. Just, just rapid okay. fire. Here they are. <laughs> Quote, we must acknowledge once and for all that the purpose of diplomacy is to prolong a crisis. End quote. <laughs> Fantastic. Or, quote, your excellency, please do not interfere. I already have one serious problem to resolve <laughs> with the upper echelons. Is that even that is you, my, I had to look that up that word. I don't even know echelons? the word. Echelons? Echelons, echelons yeah. my bad. Yeah. Echelons. Okay. Um, so, also, speaking of that, Spock and his daddy issues... Beautiful. His father's a <laughs> diplomat, yet he hates diplomats and he thinks they're worthless. And you know his father by now, right? Yeah, it's season uh, three. Yeah. So I oh, think that's we met season, season, season yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, I love that. I thought about that. I just loved all of Spock's like Spock's psychology. Well, 
Spock is so, and like his relationship by Kirk right here is like, they're like a well-oiled machine. Like Kirk doesn't even bat an eye when Spock shows up like on a thin air at the end, right? He's just like, oh yeah, naturally you came at just the right time because I trust you, <laughs> right? Like they're like oh, just like a perfect crew by now. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I love it. I, and that's the good thing about season three. Yeah, I get that. And and then I mean Chekhov's got his own hair. That helps. Yes. <laughs> I have that note too. I was like, oh Chekhov, you're not wearing a wig anymore. Yay. See the things you so, notice from watching these out of order. So if they applied, right, would it really be the case that they'd get there and they'd be like, just send down one person and it has to be your captain and don't ask questions. No, that's and they'd be super like, yeah, cool, that's, that's the standard. Thing. They would not, the Federation would never allow that. I can't so imagine. Sketchy. They would be like, you guys know, that's not how this works. No. We have paperwork, <laughs> we, have, we have actual like ambassadors, we have actual stuff that you have to do to be part of the Federation that's part of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have to meet in a neutral location like a Starbucks. Right. Right. The... right. And it's so sketchy how they won't the bureaucracy won't work with them. And it's a, it's a, more great moments for Spock, right? To see him like, I mean, it's it's wonder, I wonder if it's like a metaphor for like the studio, like NBC studios, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like where the writer's trying to like say something there. <laughs> oh. So costumes. Oh God. I hate them in this episode <laughs> they so much. They are really? so bad. Oh, come on. The guy's got a hex grid shirt. You can play Katana on it. It even has, like, water tiles. (laughs) (laughs) Although I did like Odana's sparkly shoes. Those were cool. That's the only thing. She had sparkly shoes, and they were pretty, and I liked them. But the rest of her whole deal, her makeup was phenomenal. But her hair and her, her, like, outfit was horrific, and I could not deal. Guys, it seriously looked like their budget was $5 for this episode. Yeah. So I okay. So here's my theory for the, like the costuming. Here's here it is. So there is a quote from the writer of the the co-writer of the episode that, and he called it a beehive society. So I'm wondering if that ah. is what they base the costuming design on on a beehive, and that would explain it, but not excuse it. And it, she also had kind of a beehive hairdo, right? Uh, yeah, she did a bit. But it was definitely like the the hexagons on the all the tunics and everything. I was like, okay, I can I can understand where they were coming from. It doesn't mean I like it. And they <laughs> probably had like four dollars. Still <laughs> awful. No, this is season. Although I don't know, late enough in season three, did they know they were getting canceled? Yeah, yeah. and they were getting <laughs> a smaller and smaller funnel budget. So their budget was like decreasing and, and this is one of the latter ones. So like they had like no money. And I think you can tell because even the, like the, like everything, right? The uh, extras, the costumes, um, the sets, like there's nothing. There's just nothing in this episode. Yeah. I, I just, I was so angry at all of the costumes besides the regular regular costumes they were fine see i loved it i love that hex grid shirt <laughs> oh my god we <laughs> should make get that you shirt. one well we know how to get you for your birthday <laughs> man um so okay the plot starts advancing and we said okay so kirk's down there he thinks he's on the enterprise right um what's her name uh odonna odonna, odonna shows up Yep, and um, he immediately makes out with her because it's Kirk. Boy, right? Um, immediately. There's, like, barely five minutes. This has to be, this has to be, like, part of where that trope comes, like, originates. Well, okay, so let's let's face, trace out their storyline for a while. Um, right, and then she, like, at first says, oh, I have no idea how I got there. And then she starts talking about the planet and, and 
very quickly she's like, yeah, it's super overcrowded, and I would totally like kill every person I've ever met and every person <laughs> I will ever meet to get to like be alone for a while. It's like, doesn't that hurt her credibility? Just a doesn't little. it a little bit? Just a that, little like, bit. He's like, could you be a part of this? And she's like, oh, absolutely not. But let me explain. But let my me tell motive. you, 100%. I would murder everyone. <laughs> Literally everyone in the universe. For some alone times, which I can sympathize. I, I, I wrote not. down too. This sounds great. I, oh my God, Chelsea, you would, you would enjoy this planet. Oh man. Yeah, I'm with you, Abby. <laughs> Paul and I would um, be like, what? Paul and I would be the murderers. Why am I the only extrovert here? <laughs> What? But then, so I have a note too. Is that is Kirk on the spores again? Like he walks out <laughs> in the hallway with her, and he's like, he's like, yeah, this is a great place. And he's like, wait, I forgot how did how did I hurt my arm? Like he, he's like literally forgetting I how know, he got there. I don't there. know if they like drugged him yeah, or that what, wasn't but he clear, definitely right? did. They cut like, off. It feels nine minutes. like the spores. Yeah, he loses time. Maybe he was abducted. He was abducted by aliens, you guys. He, he was. Well, he was. He, he also knows it was minutes. nine minutes. Yeah. He, but how does he know that? Because he must have no. somehow like he, been checking his watch every minute. He knows when he beamed down. He, knows he looked at his time. watch right before he got on the pad. Yeah. And then he, boy. He knows what time he beamed down. And then he looked at the clock when he got there and nine minutes had passed and, he was, and his arm hurt. And he was like, what? And he's bleeding. Yeah. Naturally, as you do. Can we go back to Adana? Because she's an idiot. (laughs) Kind of is. She's beautiful, but she's like super not brave, and she's weak, and she's dumb, and she's clueless. She like well, but is she acting like that, or is she actually those things? That's true. Because she's a brilliant mastermind. Well, that's the thing. She's manipulating Kirk, and she's definitely doing it. Like she's volunteered basically to die is what she's done for her planet. I mean, was she volunteered or was she forced? Well, I mean, no, she volunteered. Remember, he talks yeah. about the, the what's-his-face, right. talks about how proud he is of her for volunteering and, like, all that, so. But what's her plan A? Like, what what is she plan hoping to happen? Plan A is now? genocide, man. <laughs> like, that is But she's going to die, right? Plan A is she dies, so, yeah. and then yeah. they take the virus and spread but it. Why? Yeah, that is plan so A. So is her, is she, like, hanging out with Kirk so that his blood infects her, or did they take the blood and no, infect her? No, they took her? his blood. And injected it into her to give her and this And so virus. the plan is to, for her to seduce him so that he wants to stay there voluntarily. Yes, to basically. To get more blood, I guess. Ha- yeah. Even though but she's going to die. Imply that, no, but they imply that, like, it's in her blood now, and now she's a source of it. Right. Even if they cure it, the same way Kirk was a source, right. even though it yeah. was cured. So let's let's jump to the end cut here. <laughs> she's leaving the Enterprise at the end to go commit genocide. Yes. Right? Yes. That's that the read. Is, no, okay. I didn't think that. I thought she was going to die. That is 100 that is for, the read. That is what I... Uh, this is also... My note is exactly... So, genocide through disease is still the plan yes, at the end, yes, huh? yes. That's still the plan. <laughs> but I, di- I didn't think it was going to be through her. I thought they were going to harvest more of his blood and then spread it no, to them. No, it was she her. Has, she has She it. has the same no- blood now. Like... Okay, so we also need to get into <laughs> immunology. But... Do we? Do we? And how did she well, become infected? Just like hanging out near his blood? No, no. They, that's why he has a cut on his arm. They drew it's blood like from him. It's like smallpox blankets. And then they put the, his blood like in her or Kirk on her. Is a, yeah, Kirk... and they do some hand-wavy stuff that like, you had this science, once, science. so now she does. Okay. It's like... The, all right. Kirk, but that didn't Kirk make sense. is a smallpox. Kirk is a living smallpox blanket. Yeah, that's what the, he is. The trick, though, right? This was cured in him, so he either has antibodies for it, or he doesn't have any viable cells of this disease left, right. or he would still be infected with it. Yes, that's what um, I thought. So it doesn't make right? sense, right? 
No. Yeah, if, if he still had viable viral cells in him, he would still need treatment. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, no, this was a decade ago or whatever. So there's no way he has this in his blood that they're passing so on. So then I was, making... I was thinking maybe they're somehow like engineering it from that. But then if they're that advanced, why don't they just engineer their own disease? Oh, sure. No, they definitely just said, no, we took your blood and we gave it That's to her. That's what I thought. No, she's got yeah. it. Right. <laughs> they did hand-wavy immunology. Yeah. But it was no. science, science, kind of science. No, I, I think, I mean, they definitely at the end, she's like, well, I'm the one that they needed because now my blood has those de- those cells so and we're going to do it. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Go. Never mind. Plan A, okay, plan they're A worked. Tra- they're trying to join the Federation, like send some people off planet. Like, I, I, uh, I don't understand. Like, there have to be some people who would be like, I will volunteer immediately to leave this place. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, so, well, why don't? Why isn't when, that the plan for them? I yeah. know. And when Kirk finds out, so this goes back to your earlier point, right? They have this conversation. The first thing he suggests is for sterilization and <laughs> yeah. es- essentially eugenics. It's like, have you thought about well, sterilizing but they also, people? Birth control is also an option. Well, like, that's and the, then the guy's like, birth control. Yeah, that's the that's the second that's thing. The, the guy's like, well, we, sterilization. Yeah. I don't think it was forced though. I don't think it was forced sterilization. <laughs> I think it was voluntary sterilization. I think it was like have people who don't want to have kids. And, not have kids. Okay. Well, this was the part that made me think it was directly in response to the Pope, because the argument yeah, back yeah. is essentially the Pope's oh, argument. Oh God, I hate it so much. Anyway. Yeah. Well, let me let me let me give you a paraphrase of this guy's argument. <laughs> we love life so much that we've weaponized a virus to commit genocide. Yep. Right. right? <laughs> that's his. Right? That's, that's his, his argument. He's like, instead <laughs> yeah. of doing things that would prevent more people from appearing and having, you know, all of the problems, uh, we could just kill everybody because yeah, that's we're just gonna the solution. Yeah, try to kill maybe, let's say, maybe seventy percent of their population. Yeah. Right? Is that what they're maybe that's talking kind about? Of, I think so. It seems um, that way. Especially, I mean, the disease vector. I mean, this is just—it's it, an instant epidemic when you got people shoulder to shoulder. Oh yeah. Um. So there's going to be some people that fight it off and some people that are right. genetically predisposed to not get it or fight it off quicker, but, but it, a lot I mean, of that's people are going to die. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. It's just going to be Especially if it's, bodies. it was implied that it was some sort of meningitis, right? Yeah. It's right? like yeah. especially contagious and deathly. <laughs> like meningitis, like you're not messing around with meningitis. There's, yeah. There's so many. incredibly high it's mortality. It's so problematic. Right? The whole thing is so problematic. It just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, well, it and doesn't. Then, yeah, the other side, right? Oh, like, no, wait. And also, Paul, wait. They also said sterilization wouldn't work because every organ renews itself. Oh, yeah. That's like, right. Like, that they makes sense. Yeah. It makes oh, man, more totally sense. They're totally on the spores. <laughs> it doesn't make they any are sense. On the spores. They're on different they're spores. They're on the different kinds of spores. Because, like, somehow also, like, so has their environment, like, somehow, because the environment doesn't support germs and it allows them to regenerate. So, like, now they're immortal. Oh, man. This is spore planet, guys. <laughs> Berthold radiation. The Berthold radiation doesn't allow germs or anything, right? It was the same problem with microflora there, but it also gives them everything they need. They, we said on Spore Planet that they would effectively be immortal, uh, that yeah. they would never die. So this is just Spore Planet two hundred years out, right? <laughs> it it really be. seems like it. Wow. Yeah, spores We've made a trip. We solved it. You guys. In multiple honestly, directions. They kind of all acted high. Yeah, the, the plan definitely feels like they came up with it high. <laughs> <laughs> and she acts really high. Yeah, I mean, they all kind of do. They're not really good fighters. They're kind of under the influence. No, everything is, oh, it's wacky. 
It's real wacky. Yeah, I mean, your earlier point about joining the Federation and just getting space travel is right? a big one. Um, yeah, why wasn't this... that their first plan? <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, why wasn't their second plan like, could you give us some guns? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, we'll have civil war. It'll be fun. But wait, we'll wait, have wait. the purge. Also, how are they even asking to join the Federation? Because do they not have warp technology? How'd they even Ooh. find them? It's true. Oh, this is so. There's because so many and questions if they have warp and technology, no Why aren't they colonizing other worlds? There are no answers. There are right. no answers. This is just a there are a million pl- like a million plans better than let's like let's genocide. do this genocide. <laughs> I mean, what's the ballpark population of this planet? So Unclear. many billions. Billions. Right, we're talking about tens to hundreds of billions, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Depending um, on the size of the planet. Yeah, that's... And there oof. has to be, like, an ocean, so you can't have people on the ocean unless you have lots of boats. I don't know. You'd think that they probably would have started doing that, though, right? That, right? Because they said there's no place on the planet you could get alone time, but if you got in a boat and just sailed out to open water, like, that would do. Um, so people must have done that, yeah, and the whole so ocean is just full of boats. Whole, yeah, planet is... Yeah, so then we're talking about hundreds of billions to maybe trillions of people. <laughs> right? Maybe. Um, if the entire surface of the planet and you think that how did they stop them from scanning for that it's so i i thought they could scan but they were just forbidden from scanning so i thought they were choosing not to scan because they told them not to they were respecting their their wishes yeah spock doesn't respect a lot of wishes no no but he does say that several times that like oh we can't scan because like they don't want us to right or did i misinterpret that well and then they they yeah, they find out because the teleporter coordinates are different or whatever, right? Yeah. I guess maybe we switch to Spock's plan, right? So Spock's up there, and he tries diplomacy. And has his daddy issues. <laughs> has his issues. Um, I, I did want to say, you know, he talks, and I guess he's, he's being diplomatic, but he talks like the error bars on a teleportation are non-trivial. Because um, <laughs> they're like, well, you know, sometimes there's errors in that, and he might show up a mile away. It's like, boy, I think it would be a big problem if you showed up <laughs> a foot away. Yeah. That, like, yeah, like when they're trying another person. Yeah, they do this in, like, caves and shit all the time. Like, what? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, so they have that discussion, and then they're like, well, let's test it by sending up a guy. What's What's <laughs> either side's goal with that? Okay, here's my other question about them sending... Okay, so they've sent up the other guy. It okay. has worked. Everything is fine. And then Spock's like, okay, now beam me down. And they're like, no. And Spock's like, well, all right, we'll send that other guy back. <laughs> and I'm like, back. you have a hostage. You <laughs> right? have a hostage. That was hostage. my first thought, too. That's my What note. <laughs> is wrong with you? Like, you don't have to send them back, Spock. You can just be like, okay, well, he'll just hang out here until we find our captain who you have clearly yeah. kidnapped. Like, I, wrote, I wrote down the question, like, did they hate that guy? Right? <laughs> well, he, did he, like, break something this morning? They're like, you're getting I sent was, up to space and never coming back. Right? I mean, And then they send him back, and it's like, oh, we didn't expect that. I was trying, yeah. trying to, to figure out, did, is there a hostage situation in... TOS where Starfleet takes a hostage because is that an explicit hmm. is there an explicit no hostage policy? Well, but even, even if, if there, it doesn't have to be hostage per se. No. It would just be like, well, then he's just gonna. It would Spock well, diplomatically ask him some say, questions. 
interrogate him for like a half hour. Right. And not, then not, send like, him back. not like, like not enhanced interrogation, but just like ask him some questions. Right. But is there another episode in which anything like that happens? I, I'm hard pressed to think of one. I don't know. I don't, I don't know think there is. I'd have to look. But I I'd also think that if he was on this planet, I think and Kirk it was as bad. If it was as bad as um, she was saying, yeah, that when he came up, and if they said like, "Hey, we'll offer you asylum, and you could like live in our super free space place," <laughs> he'd jump on that, yeah. right? Wouldn't anybody? This again goes back to why aren't they just leaving the planet? But okay. <laughs> Speaking of. Um, did they build the replica Enterprise on the planet? Because how did they get that in between the people? Right. Well, how did they, they kind clear of that didn't one? because, I mean, there were people pressed up against it the whole but time. But still, how'd they even get the space? Well, how is the Kirk, council Kirk says, room? Kirk says that he checks every part of the ship, right? Every accessible part. Yeah. But they built a full-scale replica and of that's a, a Starfleet ship. ship. Like, that's, that's enormous. Some space. And, and if they could do that, they should be able to make it fly right? and get to and space, also, right? And also, yeah, like, like, can that even land on land? And why are the people uh, pressed yeah. against that? Because it's, shouldn't that part be, like, you know, 15 stories 50, up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, if they can do that, why aren't they building a second story to the planet? Yeah, or like a basement. Uh. Ah! <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if the Romulans or, like, the Klingons could build a full-scale replica of the... Like, that intel is also useful. They could have just called yeah. the Romulans and been like, we have the intel, uh, every speck of the Enterprise. <laughs> and how did they the get that? work detail. Like, we have that? the blueprints. Yeah, where did they get the blueprints for that? They have, like, some sort of amazing scanning technology? Or some sort of like right? amazing spy technology. <laughs> they have a 3D scanner, a very big oh, one. Oh man, a 3D scanner and a, a giant 3D oh, printer. God. Yep, they have a really big 3D printer. <laughs> a giant 3D printer, <laughs> like planet size 3D printer. Yeah, they have a super. So why don't really they 3D great... print a new planet? <laughs> yeah, right. Or again, the second story. They they talk about the people you impressed against it and like the heartbeat. I thought that was also... That was weird. <laughs> that didn't really make any weird. sense. It makes no sense. And it also only happened for a little bit and then it goes away. Right. It would be it's better. Like, it would honestly have been better if it was all the time always. Yeah, right? If like, it was just that If it was background, just a background hum, hum kind yeah. of. That would have been creepy. It would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. So also, why can Spock communicate with the ship but Kirk can't? Yeah, that's... Yes, nicely. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't get that I either. think they might have taken away Kirk's communicator. Okay, because they don't explain. That's what I would have assumed, but they don't explain. And why wouldn't he have brought a communicator? I don't know. Because it was well, a I'm diplomatic betting, thing. And no, I'm, betting, I'm betting Kirk had one and they took it away. The same with the phaser, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like they should have made that explicit. Well, so before Spock goes down, he also contacts Starfleet and gets in a fight with an admiral. Yeah, which was also super fun. I really <laughs> well, like that a lot. He has no ground in that argument though like the admiral essentially says you have nothing but conjecture and spock's like no i totally don't it's like no you definitely you just definitely have conjecture, only have conjecture. <laughs> you have no proof whatsoever and then he's just does what he wants and, anyway <laughs> well, and, and yeah spock. And then spock says something like um i'm noting that your decision is completely arbitrary yeah and, and the, the and guy the... should say like no my decision is based on rules and facts <laughs> your decision is arbitrary <laughs> 
It was so good. I loved it so much. <laughs> it was, Spock is it was a lot great. of personality in this episode. It is he really fantastic. Does. It's so good. I love it so much. You don't usually see Spock this snarky. He's it's like, so, is he going upon far? Little, like, what's happening here? He's always a little sassy, but in this episode, he is it's nothing but top. sass. <laughs> it is all the time sass. It's great. I love it. Oh, Spock, you're my favorite. <laughs> and but well, and Bones had a few one-liners in there too. Yeah, I guess Spock's plan is basic. Plan A is just well, I guess I'll be down two and then just search, which he does, and it works, even though it kind of shouldn't. Because the people should see him, right? They're looking in the windows all the time. Or they're presumably yeah. monitoring. Why aren't they monitoring? Like, why don't they have security? There's all these people. They do, but they have those two guys. And then he throws <laughs> one to the ground really hard. Hard enough to knock him out. Yeah. Well, and they do. They are monitoring because they. we watched that really creepy part where Kirk is oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. making out with Odonna and they're spying on them. And it's really, I don't, it's squeaky. I don't like it. Yeah, they're watching the tape of the episode. Yeah. It's very, very Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, it is they got very the VHS. <laughs> Or they don't have enough money for them all to have costumes, so they just wear, like, sheets. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. Speaking so of costumes. For the extras. <laughs> they didn't have enough money to make a bunch of hex grid shirts. No, just two hex grid shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the hex grid shirts are only for the really fancy people. But, yeah, I mean, okay, so to dissect their plan again. They want to commit genocide. <laughs> that is the plan. And so it the way they go about it, they, they're they able to get intel on the Enterprise. They're Somehow. They get intel on Kirk, yeah. his medical file, right? Like HIPAA. They have done some deep <laughs> but, digging into Starfleet. Right? They have his full medical file. They're able to apply to the Federation for some reason. Get <laughs> Unknown. A, for, a flagship. Forge an application. Right? A flagship to come out and send down just the captain. Right, that's that's their that has to happen if they apply and they say no, we're going to send out like this other ship. Their plan falls apart. Yeah, right. But they said that they, like, they requested this one situation. Yeah. So Kirk's got to come down. They've got to get his blood, and then they don't need him, right? If they just send him back up, yeah, that's it. They're clear. They'd be like, oh yeah, I guess we don't want to join anymore. Sorry, sorry, we made you come out here. And you'd think they would have technology to alter his memory or something. Well, they, it sounds like they just hit him in the back of the head. <laughs> but this could have been so much easier. Yeah. Or they could have, like, instead of buying Intel from whoever, just bought some germs. Yeah, these people are super bad at planning. Like, they just, they want to plan, like, super villain level, and they really only need to plan, like, I need to go around the corner to the shop level. So, <laughs> like, well, really, what the deal is, is that or it would have made sense if maybe Kirk had some really special virus which is like the only virus that could work with their like weird environment right or or you make up a, a virus that's like right. it randomly kills half the people or something like that where then you have an established some sort of yes yeah, some sort of thing where like they needed that form of whatever uh, you know alien meningitis <laughs> space meningitis <laughs> let's call it or like yeah it, it's something that's like you know um it has antibiotic resistance essentially yeah. that that like stops the spores and the Bertolt radiation from killing it right but they don't do that. So really, this episode has, like, no reason to exist. Um, which makes me wonder, Abigail, if the original had, like, an, a reason to exist. I don't know that it did. <laughs> like, it said very, like, it, the message was the same. It was the overpopulation warning. Okay. But it's just how they got there was different. It was. Yeah. 
I think it's muddled in this version, right? The thing you walk away from isn't the overpopulation. No. No. Um, I don't know what you walk away with other than And it's not even like a a subtext of that. Like, it's not even really the loneliness, right? Because it's so empty. They talk about the loneliness explicitly. There's all this silence. There's all these moments without music. There are, which I actually noticed and liked. Yeah, it's great. No, I mean, it's it's art. It's beautiful art, you know, but... I mean, it, that's not even the main other main thing you you get from this episode. I don't even know what you get. Confusion. I, <laughs> I think you're confused because it doesn't make any sense, even for a very surface observation, that it's hard to even accept it. You can't even I suspend mean, your disbelief long enough to accept it. Yeah. And well, yeah. I mean, for the first, I think for the first half, it works quite well. But then it's the execution that falls apart. I, I think, well, yeah. And there's so many later episodes that do this same open where a, a, a character is somewhere and there's nobody else around. Um, I mean, it's essentially, so um, the TNG episode, uh, Inner Light, right? Yeah. Like a good half of that episode goes through before they cut back to the Enterprise and like yeah. Kirk, Kirk's still here. You spend half that episode thinking that Kirk is like trapped somewhere aging. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of that suspense comes Picard. from. Oh, sorry. I said Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a beautiful like that. What you know, oh, won an Emmy. Episode. It's one of the best episodes. Did it win an Emmy or did it? Was it just not? I, I believe it. I think did. it won. Yeah, like it's a beautiful. Um, it's a piece of art. It's beautiful yeah. art. But that suspense that you get is great. Yeah. And here again, they they blow it in like a minute. Yeah. Um, to try to get all this Spock stuff in that really doesn't move anywhere. No, it's funny, but. <laughs> well, so what is the what is the villain here? It won a Hugo. Oh, the okay, not this one. No, not this one. <laughs> the inner light. The inner light did. Um, I knew it won something. I just had to look it up to see what it was. <laughs> um, what what is the what is the villain here? Is it that is guy? It that guy? <laughs> right. Jinx. Is it that guy? Is it? Um, oh, I keep forgetting her name. Odana. Um, oh, not Odana. Um, Donna. With is it overpopulation? Is it overpopulation? Is it bureaucracy? Is it um, germ warfare? Like so, what, what if we it? have to pick like a person, I think it has to be that guy. Is it a planet full of people? It's like I mean, I think the enemy card. is like <laughs> an idiot plot. <laughs> but I don't know that there is an enemy in the episode. I really don't. Like, it's one of it's a social commentary episode, so I'm not sure that there's an enemy per se. But you're thinking in terms of our list of villains and ranking yeah, them. right. Um, and I'm fine putting like an abstract idea on there. Overpopulation. Um, and I'm also then. I'm also fine putting that guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. I mean, it's his idea, and he seems to have been the one to have, you know, generated the plan. Yeah. And he's the yeah, one right. calling the shots and manipulating I would still his daughter. Say, I will still say the point of the episode would be the overpopulation threat of overpopulation would be the. And like the, the the thesis or something, so I would say that is kind of the the villain I'm, per se. Yeah, I mean it's essentially this species, right? He's he's acting or, as a mouthpiece for the species. Or is it the planet? Because somehow like the environment's been altered, and that's what's causing the problem. Because before they just aged and died naturally. Well, he doesn't. I think we're painting the picture that it's Spore Planet, but he paints the picture that they like slowly evolved somehow to be. But he says yeah. it's, it's something with the environment. 
Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's something like the. Yeah, he did talk about the atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere like, like now can't allow germs, and that's why like they can't sterilize because the organs renew themselves because of the atmosphere or something. Is it immortality? It's not because he does say that people do die once they get very oh, old. That's right. That's right. Well, I was saying, is that the antagonist? The 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 challenges of immortality. I mean, it's something. It makes as much sense as anything else in this episode. <laughs> I'm so sad because I really remembered liking this episode more, and now when it I'm... doesn't. It doesn't hold wait, up at wait. all to me. Is this the first time we all agree on not liking an episode? It might be. I, I like the base premise, which is to say a very thin slice of the base premise. Um, but they just go off the rails so quickly and so fast. I like fast. the base premise too, but yeah, I think the execution and pacing are I, both I, so I, poor. I, I, yeah, I like an episode about overpopulation and the statements of like um, I, that idea, that that deeper dig into the idea that immortality is great, right? Until you have a planet full of people who won't die. Um, those sort of ideas are deep, cool, very sci-fi ideas Mm -hmm. um, that just kind of get swept aside here because they want to germ warfare a whole planet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm so sad. A very small side thing I wanted to say. Um, You know how the captain sort of narrates like JD from Scrubs? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) For like five seconds. It only happens once. Yeah, it struck me though because I wonder where we get that from um, and if this is the first time we see it in TOS. Like, I wonder what, like, show or movie, like, pioneered oh, that question. technique. Because um, it's the first time I remember noticing it. it. It's It probably happens elsewhere. I mean, the captain's log are kind of voiceovers all the time. Yeah. Yeah, this one this one feels a little it different. It feels like I, a JD. Agree, Chelsea, it really but... does. Like, you're in his head. and. Yeah. Well, because he's not, yeah, yeah, he's not actively talking, which I feel like he does sometimes. Yeah, like, there he's, like, um, reading his log, but here you're hearing his inner monologue. Yeah. Which does a great job of making it Creepy. feel more alone. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, for sure. And the music cuts out too there too. It's great. Yeah. So I think villain wise, I'm just gonna put that guy. <laughs> and I think it's at the bottom of the list, right? Like, oh, for sure. What's what's it's at the, the worst bottom. plan ever? Landrew. We thought Landrew. Was oh no, this is way while, worse. I mean, way yeah, easier. If he showed up on Landrew's planet, <laughs> yeah. he'd become part of the body. Yeah. And Landrew would sort this out immediately. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, frankly, right? Oh, man, that fits it, That fits great, right? Because Landrew would solve this problem by just having Purge Planet. Yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> just be like, kill kill 20% of you. Have fun. <laughs> problem problem solved. Out. I'm Landrew. Red hour. Go. <laughs> that is what would happen. Yeah, so Landrew totally beats this guy. Easily. Both in planning and in any sort of fight. <laughs> to uh any other notes i was also wondering do you think kirk took advantage of odonna or do you think she's taking advantage of him or both how did he take advantage of her other than making out with her immediately which uh, is well it normal. seemed like she was emotionally compromised and because she, and she's like trying to manipulate him so she can't really give like her yeah. full consent like, she's being manipulated by others. Like, she's probably being asked by her father to do this. Yeah. I mean, the the idea would be that we know that she's manipulating him, but he doesn't in the moment, Yes. Right? But I did think they had a really good chemistry. I, I, I kind of liked them as a pair. Before you knew she was 
doing the whole thing. Ty- <laughs> typhoid Mary. <laughs> she, was, kind of. she was like a literal typhoid Mary that was planning on going back immune to a disease that she would then spread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I only had one more note that when they were, Spock was saying like, we, or the guy was saying like, we can't beam down without knowing it's safe. Like, could they send something that wasn't a person? They send out like a basketball or like a creative, <laughs> like a case of peppers from cookies. Like, well, they have a thing still going for that, for that sponsorship. They have the thing. It's like the thing of like matter. It's, they have the test thing. They showed in the movies, right? The TOS. Oh, like movie. a printer printer test page. Yeah. But that just shows up on the the teleporter pad. Oh, I yeah. hope that's how it works. It's like a container with organic material in it. Oh, oh I man. hope that's. I want that to be true so badly. Oh man, it's just a, it's a cube, and it has all those things on each side of the cube. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. Sorry, the teleporter got restarted. We got to print a test page. <laughs> that would be great. I want that. Oh man. Uh. Oh, this episode, you guys. It was an episode that happened. We watched it. Well, should we bingo it up? Let's do it. Bingo time. Bingo it's time. It's bingo time. It's bingo time. Do, 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 do. It's bingo time. <laughs> Is that the final cut of that song? Yeah, I think so. I think we got it. <laughs> so, uh, Chelsea, you think we got bingo? I really don't. Because besides Kirk smooching <sighs> and there being a log entry... Um, and probably, I don't know who are counting as recurring characters. Um, I mean, there's there's a Vulcan neck pinch. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. All right. He does get trapped on the planet. Oh, um, shit. Like, I think I'm saying yes. Okay. All right. I'll say no then. <laughs> okay. Before, I, I don't technically have a clarifier, except for I have a should this be a square. Um, Spock says three to beam up. He does. I forgot that. Yeah. I, I have a note about that, and I forgot that on my notes. Yeah. I wonder if we should make that a square. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. That makes me so happy. Can we start a special list? I'm serious. I mean, we, should, we need a new Google We should put doc. this episode on it. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. We need a... <laughs> this is the most exciting day. This is the best thing that's ever. I feel like a dog when they're... <laughs> When their pet person, their pet parent comes home, and they're just like, this is the best day, and it's every day. That is what this episode is to me now. Now I love this episode. It's my number one. (laughs) Okay, so I'll add it to bingo. (laughs) I think you have to have a different bingo card that just has one square, and that's it. (laughs) When you cross it out. Yeah, then we win. I agree. You just hold it up to Chelsea, that's and just she's an like, automatic "Wow!" Win, no matter what, that's just like the you win immediately if if they say three yes, up in the episode. I agree. I'm okay with that. Actually, I'm fine with that. So, if I mean, technically, we did not get bingo. So, <laughs> um, if we want to say that three beam up from here on out, if they say it, we automatically get bingo. Yep. I'm cool with that. Yep, I, I like this. <laughs> I think we still have to play the game, but we get a okay. You know, yeah, I'll still I'll still definitely play the game, but I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, like all right, we yeah there was. Captain's log entry, there was Kirk making out with someone, there was the Vulcan neck pinch, and there was a recurring actor um, who is a background actor in a lot of original series. So he was there hanging out. Um, but that was it. There was Spock didn't even say it logical. Like, I was mad about it. But yeah, <laughs> and but yeah this was not a this is not a cliche heavy episode. I didn't which, think it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. 
So what are we watching next what week? What are we watching? What are we watching? I don't know. Oh, I hope it's something up. good for once. <laughs> for once. <laughs> I mean, every episode's good. In its own way, every episode M- is good. Maybe you just good. put Mark and Gideon back in there and... <laughs> No. Can I have a chance to draw it again? No one wants that. <gasps> what is it? Oh, guys. Oh, guys. Oh, guys, I'm so excited. Yes, I hope it's something good. I'm I mean, so is, it, is it really good or really bad? <laughs> it is season two, episode four, Mirror, Mirror. Yes! Oh. <laughs> it's actually nice. good. A I transporter. accidentally started watching that one. <laughs> a transporter accident places Captain Kirk's landing party in an alternate universe where the Enterprise is in the service of a barbarically brutal empire. It's the mirror episode, you guys. I'm yeah, I, it's, everybody has a goatee. Yes. I'm so excited. Spock is hotter with it's the one, It's the one I accidentally started watching instead of The Enemy Within. Ah, <laughs> because it's so good. Yet not the same. Oh, man. Great. Oh, it's going to be so... Oh, I love this episode. I'm so excited. (laughs) I I am too. There's some season two classics, and this is one of them. Yes, I am. This this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome, you guys. I am jazzed about this one. Awesome. Oh, oh, this is is such good news. (laughs) Well, we should say, um, so this is the 10th episode, so we will very likely... We've been talking about having a sort of... um, after the 10th, before the 11th, like a look back at the first 10. So we'll probably have that before Mirror Mirror. Oh, but, um, you're putting but that it will off be the next. That will be the next episode that, the next episode, but the next uh, episode of the podcast will probably be, you know, looking back at things. That sounds good. Uh, social media? Yes, social media. Um, yeah, so guys, don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter at Beam3, on Instagram, 3 Beam Up. Uh, we have a Facebook page that you can like and talk to us on. Uh, of course, our website is just 3 Beam Up, um, and you can find us there as well. Uh, but follow us on all of our fancy social medias and um, talk to us there. Say hi. We like it when you say hi. Um, yeah, so have a great one. We will see you next time in a different universe.